ready. Is everybody ready for a rant? Are you recording? Yeah. I know she didn't say mm. you were recording, but I am in fact recording. I don't um, trust it. Welcome to Queer Halftime, the super professional podcast that you all love so much. Um, and a podcast who promises to make the audio better on their videos for headphone users starting last week. <laughs> is our audio not good for headphone users? It It is for the podcast, just not the YouTube videos. Because mm. um, our editing program was doing some weird things. Anyway, my name is Becca. I use she, they pronouns. My name is Paige and I use they, them pronouns. Just kidding. Uh, identity theft. <laughs> I'm incognito. I'm in disguise. No, my name is Kelsey and I also use she, they pronouns. Perfect. And there is no Paige. I mean, not today. They're being very They're loud right in the office yeah. and we should probably close this door. We're back. I feel like we're very back to our roots. I know, right? Um, so we started talking about the M&M thing. And then it just and we're not talking like spirals. No, um, I never know his name until somebody says his name, and I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that. Eminem, you know. Yeah, so you might have heard. So Eminem's is retiring their spokes candies, as they call them, um, and they're just gonna have like Maya Rudolph do like promos. And the reason for this, it's been a long road for them. Like they introduced another girl once, then there were two, and then they took the green girl's high heels away to put her in like sensible like sneakers, mm-hmm. and they con- conservatives through like a shit fit over that. Um, and now there's a trans one. I don't know if like they're actually canonically trans, but there was one color that was a boy, and in the new marketing is like a girl. So we've all decided, <laughs> yeah. That she's trans, but basically, like, and they took out, you know, it was like Miss Green and Miss Brown, even though the boys weren't, you know, Mr. Red or whatever. It was just red because the famous Simone de Beauvoir, like, thing about women being like the other, right? Mm -hmm. And men is the default, Mm -hmm. right? It's like how you have like girl versions of things that are just the boy version, but with like lipstick and eyelashes. Mm -hmm. Getting off topic. So they've retired those basically because they're like, hey, um, we're done with all the shit that you are throwing. And yeah, they're like, we're done. Um, And so are our little candy mascots. Uh, So thanks for ruining that, conservatives. They've apparently, these these candies have broken the internet. And M&M's or Mars, the Mars company, has released a statement being like, we didn't realize that a candy's shoes would be so polarizing, but okay. (laughs) It was a little, it was like, yeah, kind of tongue in cheek of like, hey, you all couldn't behave. So now um, you lose it. And we're done with this. Mm -hmm. So then that got us thinking about some other times that conservatives have gone off the deep end, especially about gender, but some of our examples just kind of. And like, yeah, about other stuff. How like, things get ruined, like, we often get blamed for, like, making everything queer. Yeah. And, like, that's ruining it for everybody. But it's, like, half of this shit we are not making queer. Yeah. It's your marketing people. Um, well, and it wasn't even queer. They gave, they changed one's shoes. Yeah. And then we as a community claimed the green M&M as our own. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That well, no, the green was one like, wasn't the trend. I think it was the purple one. Oh, well, whichever one, we claimed it. The green one, like... the only reason I know the green one has always mm-hmm. been a girl is because my cousin took me trick-or-treating when I was very small and she dresses the green M&M. I'm so curious how you gender an M&M. 
well, you call them miss and give them high heels. And then you get into the 2020s and you're like, actually, this was unnecessary. Let's step it back. And then um, conservatives completely lose their minds. The other really recent one that made me laugh really, really hard today um, was the Pink Floyd one. They put out, I think it's like the 50 year 50 year anniversary. Um, the Dark Side of the Moon album. Yeah. Like, so album. it's like a 50 and like there's a rainbow in the zero um, and all these guys who were who were around when the album came out and like who put that album art on everything are now like, oh, it's making it fucking woke and queers ruin and everything yeah. i'm like you're this pandering. is the same it's you're, been the same yeah. art for 50 years i saw a lot of comments being like oh they're pandering to a community that wasn't even around to appreciate them and it's like they, that's literally their logo there's no we don't go to queer class and get taught by a queer elder that every single time there's a rainbow it's gay nobody tells us that it's the only people that tell us that are the straight people there's one old, like, older band from that time. I think it, is it Pink Floyd that's, like, super chill? Well, they're all super chill. But, like, with mm-hmm. social issues, right? Like, they're mm. chill with, like, gay oh, and trans people. Yeah, like, so, like, the lead singer of Pink Floyd actually performed on stage with a massive trans hey, right. that's what background. I thought. Yeah, no, so super Forever chill. Ago. We love yeah. them. Um, but, yeah, their new logo that replicates the original art uh, that all these guys put on their t-shirts and they're everywhere um is now pandering which i think really shows if this i think that this might be like a very pivotal point for our society because i think this pink floyd thing is really bringing to the light the fact that people don't actually know what they're fighting about anymore and they're so fragile yeah and like you're not doing enough research right so it's like it this stuff is what makes conservatives look unhealthy to us right and yeah. then I, and like and i mean unhealthy is like a very diplomatic way of saying and when we say conservatives we aren't talking about oh i think we should lower school levies no you know we're talking those we're talking like radical like social like conservatives yeah like um people that are blocking the yes yeah. <laughs> like you know like you know if you were at the coots blockade we're probably talking about you I don't think anybody that was at Coots listens to this unless they're trying to gain ammo. Um, Just call me. I'll give it to you. I'll give you all the ammo you want. Don't listen to the podcast. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of episodes, a lot of hours. Um, So back to other things conservatives have ruined. That's true. Like, people don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't. Like, for my other job, we're doing this thing about, like, understanding kind of the modern workforce, right? Because so many of them are younger and stuff. And I came across all these infuriating um articles about how entitled people our age are and like first of all is it entitled or is it being empowered to not be treated like a doormat but Mm -hmm. and it was all boomers complaining about their own millennial kids who they hate and then extrapolating that with no actual sources but i digress um (laughs) but the whole thing is they when they were talking they clearly think millennials are like under 25 still i wish (laughs) like the absolute youngest ones are like 26 yeah right so like most of them are like yeah 30s early 40s mm-hmm. so yeah they have they just have no concept they're like mm-hmm. i just hate my kid my shitty entitled kid um which is fine and i've decided everyone that age is the same but it is that's what i mean it's like people don't know it's like they don't actually know the age of no. the people that they're writing an entire new mm-hmm. york times article to pitch and about. that's what that's why you lose like that's where a movement 
or an attempt at a movement loses any attempts at credibility right and like so like let's even forget like the conservative versus other right it's like if i were to come and give you a bunch of trans information and advocate for something about the trans community that was completely false yeah i would expect absolutely nobody to follow me yeah like when we do stuff we do our research like we bring notes to podcasts right because it's like we have to make sure that what we're talking about is actually grounded in fact like and when usually, you're not, <laughs> if we aren't sure about something, we'll usually be like, okay, like I seem to remember this, but like we're usually pretty, yeah, upfront about it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel like it's part of it is me. like critical thinking isn't really part of the school curriculum. Like I didn't really get into the nitty gritty of critical thinking until I was in post secondary, mm. right? And I feel like part of it is that like learning to evaluate a source, yeah, right? Is this a credible source? right i just can't i didn't do okay i never learned things with a grain of salt see i didn't learn that in post-secondary because i went to college and they just kind of like throw you through to get you in and out in the workforce as quick as possible so there was like probably never a time in my life where somebody was like let's teach you how to critically think Mm -hmm. but i want that yeah but it's still something that you like like i crave that i'm like yeah which is why i'm like why I think that's why it's so fascinating to me that there are people that will just post that's homophobia instead of just like you know what I mean instead of looking at the first like the first Pink Floyd album like it's like that blows my mind because in my mind I would be like oh I wonder what this 50th anniversary logo reflects like what are they trying to recreate and bring back I wouldn't immediately be like it's the around 50 years ago right but, like, I love that so many of the comments I saw were from people who absolutely would have owned that album. And that's what I, like, <laughs> like, and that's where we talk about learned helplessness. Oh, there you go. Because if you're just being a dumbass, you're just being a dumbass. Oh, it's fine. Do you want to talk about that? Learned helplessness? Yeah. No? Well, I mean, we're you can't just about... throw... Oh, uh, do I, I have just, to talk just, about what it is? No, just do a quick, like, oh, yeah uh god i wasn't prepared um (laughs) learned helplessness is like not searching for more information because you feel empowered to be helpless it's yeah it's exactly what it sounds like yeah yeah i feel like it kind of ties in with like weaponized incompetence as well which like this is gonna make me sound so bad but anybody who's lived with a man has probably seen weaponizing it's basically like i'm gonna do this thing you asked me to do really poorly mm-hmm. so that you don't ask me to do it again and that's not because we're man haters although we are that's not this okay. conversation i like some men. i'm just kidding but that's um, not because we're man haters that's because that's what society has raised him in to be right it's, right it's it, like yeah. the roommate i had in university who would shave in the bathroom sink and then not clean it because he quote didn't know how and i'm like no one has to teach you to grab a paper towel and wipe, wipe up the, the sink yeah. like you yeah. know that should be common sense but no his girlfriend did it for him <laughs> i was like you're enabling this adult man he probably thinks that pink floyd is pandering to the queers he we was, should ask him otherwise he was pretty chill i'll mm-hmm. give him that um another one is whenever a character comes out like i mean characters don't come out as gay but like mm. whenever it comes out in the media that a beloved character is gay um the big one right now is velma like it's being a lesbian which we all knew we I, all knew if you 
so I hate to tell everybody, but Daphne is also a lesbian, in case you don't there know. There are so many jokes in the cartoons about, like, them. If you watch an episode of Scooby-Doo from, like, when I watch Scooby-Doo, yeah. there's this, like, one scene in one episode where Velma gets, like, flying up into the air. That is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, and, and it's still a quality movie. And she's, like, holding down her skirt, and she's like, oh, it's so scary being up here. And then Daphne's like, it's pretty great down here. Yeah. And it's like, she's looking up her skirt. Or, like, in one of the new ones where, like um Velma and Daphne live together and then Fred and Shaggy live together and like there's a morning scene where like um Velma is in purple and Daphne is in orange almost like they've like they swapped it's yeah it's oh. funny but it's the, the subtext has always been there and now all these people are like and the interesting thing about it is that I don't know like I always knew she was gay but it was kind of like an unspoken thing. Well, it was subtextual, right? right? And it's yeah. one of those things. It's like we talk about queer coded villains in Disney. Yeah. Um, and I saw a back patch the other day that said villain coded queer, and I want it so desperately. That's so funny. Um, but when we talk about coding in media, mm-hmm. right? There are certain things that we do that are understood as representing you know, mm-hmm. this, right? So like Ursula being designed after divine the drag performer yeah right there are certain things that characters do that read to people who are in the intended audience as queer or as you know whatever Mm -hmm. right and they aren't things that are spoken yeah which i think is the like it's like had you all as straight people not said anything about velma being gay none of us would have said anything about velma being gay Oh, no, we mean? just would have known it in our hearts. Yeah. So it's like, it kind of, it like always like goes back to like, oh, you're pushing your views. It's like, I'm not, you're pushing my views onto the greater world. Right? Like, I don't need, I don't need to speak about how gay she is. I know. Well, and that's, it's the whole, yeah, you're pushing your queer agenda onto kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the whole grooming rhetoric, like we've talked about before how like, when I was a kid, I had a boy best friend. Mm-hmm. And like, even when we were like four and five years old, people were like, oh, is that your boyfriend? Yeah. Or like going to family events when I was, you know, eight years old and being like, so do you have a boyfriend? It's like, yeah. I'm eight, boys still have cooties. Like, you know, or you get like, have you ever seen, I've had a bunch of people in my life who have had babies in the last couple of years. And you know how they'll post like the progress things, mm-hmm. like a little background, like I'm three months today. And like, there's always a thing about my favorite things and my favorite color. Yeah. And so my favorite things, especially if it's a little boy, always boobs. Interesting. Which is like a ha ha because he's, you know, breastfeeding, but also he's going to be a little lady killer. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you're talking about him liking his mom's boobs? This is strange. Also, he's a baby. He's breastfeeding. Of course he likes boobs. Yeah. Like what he likes is to eat. Yeah. Like every just, It just strikes me as so <laughs> weird and so normalized. Oh, I feel like we should put a pro I we need to make a progress post for me. Kelsey loves the fridge. <laughs> oh my god, right? Kelsey is however Kelsey many also really likes boobs. However many hundreds of months old. For different reasons other than to eat. Yeah. Like, like, do you see how ridiculous it sounds when you age it? Like, you know, it's like yeah. Your potato baby can't see color well, and, and doesn't have an opinion because it's a potato. So. I mean, it's especially jarring when certain people, and we kind of mentioned this, well, people like Matt Walsh talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, is an American politician who, I don't know if, you know, has ever been charged with anything, 
but there's some really uncomfortable stuff about him and underage mm-hmm. people some really uncomfortable statements um but no we're grooming people well and then you compare like look at like it was blowing up all over the internet for quite some time because the group the queers grooming the kids argument has been like just rampant which i think is why we're yeah. constantly talking about it right now because it's one of the most well because we literally rampant get arguments. accused of it on our social media like daily every day right yeah. so like and it's very like it's something we hear a lot you hear it in media but there was because it, there's been so much focus on oh you're blaming the queers for grooming the kids there's been a lot of like queer activists or trans activists kind of like drawing attention to you know you bringing your eight-year-old boy to hooters yeah for his birthday yeah and being like oh he's growing up now like or like there was <laughs> somebody did oh my god somebody did a tiktok like stitching all these different mm-hmm. like white women um doing videos with their sons that were like really uncomfortable yeah. because like it was like one of them was about how hard her son's life is because he's got a hot mom I'm right like, oh. and like the kid's like very very young or like yeah another one like she had taught him to parrot this incredibly sexist like sexual remark mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was but it's like that kid is not even out of elementary school like mm-hmm. And then you get to the weird, like, the boys that are in their, like, or the boys that are in their, like, tween age, yeah. where their moms are like, I can't wait until the, he brings his first girl home, and I'm like, no, I'm the only woman you're ever gonna love, and it's like, yeah. If you are, like, self-professed boy moms get uncomfortable. If you are having children to increase the amount of love in your life, get a dog. <laughs> like, you know? Like, if you're like, this is, I'm the only woman yeah. he's ever gonna love, you are the it gets terrible. uncomfortable it gets uncomfortable and i can say that because like we've all grown up in traumatic <laughs> like that. right like look at us yay yeah it's true oh my gosh this is such a fun conversation because i think it's so important yeah do you remember the freaking internet blowing up over ariel being black yeah so that's the other examples of this we see are always race-based mm-hmm. um that was a fun one yeah the black mermaids people freaking out about it not being historically accurate and it's like babe it's a mermaid she's a mythical creature oh my god i saw people literally going on these massive spiels being like well if you think about it when you if they if the mermaid if it really was a mermaid and she was really at the bottom of the ocean there would be no melatonin coming from it's like mel you don't know how Do this works yeah okay what but i'm like first you don't know how this works and also mermaids are also you real. don't get melanin from yeah it's something you have yeah right um, well and what's really funny especially with little mermaid particularly is that hans christian, hans christian anderson was queer like there's an anecdote of charles dickens finding him laying face down in dickinson's yard crying about you know this man who <laughs> oh my god I love it. Like it was, and yeah, I haven't read the original Ariel in a very long time, but like there's some queer undertones in it. There's queer undertones to all of your stupid Disney movies. Sucks to you, Walt Disney. I know, right? Big ol' anti-Semite. Yeah. No, my favorite like race-based one is (laughs) when a bunch of like you know, the conspiracy-minded conservative folks in the U.S. found out that the Bureau of Land Management, um, the acronym was BLM, and they confused it with Black Lives Matter and decided that the Black Lives Matter people were starting forest fires in national parks. And so they set up roadblocks um, to stop the goddamn BLMers from 
burning down the parks because they're in charge of land management. Which I'm going to guess that these are all a bunch of cis white guys that run this BLM. Like, yeah. no, but that runs it. Like, yeah. the overarching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're... Yeah. yeah. No, so like... not... <laughs> Oh, it's like it's just like, the hysteria about like that could have been googled immediately and you would have been like oh bureau of land management like oh okay like so much of this shit <laughs> like you just look it up man yeah well and it's same with like the whole trans athletes thing so there's this one fighter who is a trans woman mm-hmm. and there was this whole thing about how she broke a competitor's jaw right mm-hmm. because you have a trans woman fighting with a cis woman and like it's so violent but so factually incorrect she broke her opponent's orbital bone which is under the eye oh that thing breaks if you look at it wrongly so exactly so those break in a high like in so many fights they always break yeah Yeah. those like those break in a street fight it's extremely common right and then the other thing is this woman was not like dominating like she like won some she lost some like she had an average record right and that's the same with so many like trans athletes right because there's no like if they're on hormones they have the same hormone level like as you know cis people but like even the hormone thing is bs because then you get like um i'm so sorry i'm probably gonna mispronounce her name but like castor semenya Mm. Uh, the runner who like had a higher the normal testosterone level like normal quote unquote which let's be honest it was an excuse to be racist mm-hmm. and like there's no reason for so many sports to be gendered and like when you talk about this like one of the arguments that I used to give a lot in my attempt to defend trans athletes before I learned more was do you not think there are tests they do to measure hormone levels and you know what there are but that process in itself is very transphobic and non-inclusive because just because you have a like intersex individuals don't necessarily identify as trans well and and might just have an imbalance of hormones so like testing people's hormones so they can compete in sports is just really shitty yeah not even like intersex people like if you have a cis woman with like polycystic ovarian syndrome she's probably gonna have slightly higher testosterone i have a mess up in hormones in my body right now right like so it's like yeah, yeah like you can't just like it's not as easy as i don't think we should gender sports um they you like know, anything where size matters mm-hmm. is already split into weight classes yes. i remember i used to play hockey in high school and middle school and um i was on a girls team and i was only allowed to play on the girls team because i was told that if i played on the boys boys team and got checked into because there was checking in the boys yeah they the would girls... give me breast cancer instantly where did that come from because we always like did you hear that? Thought, no, not okay. that, but like that if you took like a slap shot to the tit. Instant. That you would get breast. I don't know where it came You're from. instantly diagnosed yeah. with breast cancer. Like a doctor pops up and is like breast but cancer. No, there was no checking in the girls league. Mm-hmm. You had to angle and pin, which is checking just slightly more technical. Yeah. Right. Which is totally fair. But I think that instead which of is- making this girls versus boys, like girls and boys league, you need to make it a checking league and a notch. Well, and it's fair because of our age, right? Like mm-hmm. we were in junior high. You probably shouldn't be doing things that could cause potential, like, you know, head injuries mm-hmm. and shit. But also don't tell all the high schoolers that they're going to get breast cancer if they run into something. So funny. Like, um, where does that even come from? I don't know. That's a whole podcast. I think it's bad sex ed, probably. 
that's I feel like there's so many myths about like feminine bodies I feel like that could be a bad name bad sex head that'd be good that'd be a good one um what's our next what's our next conspiracy I just wrote in all caps CRT love that because I love this so much um I'm just gonna say this critical race theory is not taught in any grade school explain critical race theory to our listeners so it is a high level course for like sociology you know master's students certain like law students like post-secondary very very high level very specialized right and like so for instance future lawyers yeah should understand that there are systems and histories and like have the full context that makes sense same with sociology students Mm -hmm. It's not being like, just because your kid is taught about residential schools, you know, in Canada or like down South about like, you know, slavery and taught like the actual facts. I mean, I don't know that any schools here teach about slavery in Canada, even though we did have it. Huh? Shocker. Not shocked at all. I mean, no. Well, cause Canada, we always like, you know, pat our backs for our role in the underground railroad while ignoring the stuff that came before that Mm -hmm. but that's not critical race theory that's just your kid getting a full balanced education Mm -hmm. and it's not making white kids feel bad for being white it's understanding historical context so that we don't fucking do it again and we understand why certain things are the way they are Mm -hmm. right because if you don't teach history you're going to repeat it Mm -hmm. and you're going to fall into the same traps i love I love talking about this because I think that this is one of the things that we also get blamed, not necessarily for critical race theory, but like for other things similar that can kind of like, like providing context. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so like we have a lot of youth that come to our groups that talk about like, you know, ACAB, we are not teaching them that they are coming up with it by themselves because they know how to use a computer in Google. Yeah. Um, they're not teaching your kids that in school. Your kids are just smart and they can f- see the history. Like well, they, they hang watch out with the each LA other riots. and are on social media. Yeah. Like the documentaries are all over Netflix. Now? Oh yeah. I guess LA it's riots on is on Netflix, yeah. right? Like you can watch that documentaries like that. And you can, if you have any empathy for anybody in the world, it makes you question the systems that are in I play mean, in our greater society. Yeah. And that's like, but that's not us <laughs> like i'm not walking well, around being like a cab johnny's but like, it's also like important for your own development to understand systems in a balanced mm-hmm. way and to sit in that discomfort as you know momentarily uncomfortable as it is right it's same with like when straight kids learn about how historically the queer community has been treated right that's not to make straight kids feel upset no it's to teach them hey these are things that happened historically these are the impacts that they have had Mm -hmm. the continuing impacts yeah you know context context is key and they need that yeah little things happen so what things like what happened in parkland county happened where people aren't taught about queer history and then i'm like the head of a pig is on a pride crosswalk in front of an elementary school yeah and all those kids are all those kids here is fear right all they're taught is that something is wrong here yeah so it's like they're like that's where we that's where we get caught in trying to be like no it's cool because like let's talk about some of the really cool people like sylvia rivera and marcia johnson and like all of like the really cool people that we really love because like they're part of our history yeah and a lot of times in just sharing our history and the queer history 
we get kind of accused of trying to like make the kids woke you know and like that's not like that's not it right like sometimes these like they need to know things god they need to know the things just reminded me of cancel culture Oh, I feel like we haven't actually made it until somebody has tried to cancel us. I know. I love cancel culture so much. It's so funny to me mm-hmm. because the people who cry the most about it are the people who have been part of a group that's been canceling people for centuries. Yeah. Like someone facing consequences is not canceling them. And like, you know, take like Louis CK, mm-hmm. right? Everybody was like, oh, it's cancel culture. It's like, no, he was outed as being a predator. He took a couple weeks to lie low and then went back to selling out shows. He faced no real consequences. Yeah. Right? But then you get people like Kanye West. Again, not cancel culture. And like, I feel like the only times that the consequences, quote unquote, or the canceling actually sticks is when it's, you know, like a teacher teaches what somebody refers to as critical race theory because there's a storybook with two black parents and suddenly they lose their job. That's cancel culture. Yeah. Right? Cancel culture? It's the M&M. Yeah. Cancel culture <laughs> can't doesn't impact people that are worth millions of dollars. No. Or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Cancel culture really only impacts like you and me and the working poor. Yeah. Like the, like cancel culture doesn't exist because even if you talk about the whole Kanye West thing, he's been canceled because he's been held accountable for being a massive Nazi, um, white supremacist, which is a very strange even Alex Jones is trying to coach you through walking back your statements. That's when you know you've gone too far. Yeah. Like the man who's being sued for millions for saying that a shooting was false. Yeah. He's trying to help you you've gone too far and that's cancel culture like people are like oh Kanye West is being canceled and it's like he will never be canceled because he lost he's his still... Adidas deal but you're still talking about him and what? I'm still talking about him because he's still topic. and people are still listening to his albums yeah. and still buying Yeezys or whatever and like it's same with like J.K. Rowling's been canceled it's like no she's still making millions she's like, probably like it's really unfortunate she's probably never going to be canceled because people like yeah. that can't get canceled well, that's we can thing, try, right? but they like it's. We are not a big enough group to stand against. Yeah, billions of dollars. Like, yeah, sorry, we're just not, and it's really shitty. We'll keep trying, but that's not cancel culture, right? No. Because like the constant conversation about them is you actually know. how they're staying culturally relevant right now. You know who got canceled? No. Do you? Jordan Peterson has a show. No, he has a TV show. It's. I mean, it's incredible in how bad it is. Oh, do you remember Jordan Peterson? I think so. So I hate how big he's gotten. I hate it so much. He's such a shitheel. And he's Canadian, which just makes it really. So he was, do you remember his first big thing was when he was a prof out East and um, Bill C-16 came out about using pronouns and stuff. Um, And he went on this whole tirade about like anti-trans stuff so he has his own tv show um it's wild it's got like a game of thrones style intro that's very overproduced but then it's just him sitting in a chair like talking at a camera but there's also many different cameras so it'll go from like a close-up on his face to a close-up on his hands to like a body shot but it's still just him sitting in a chair talking at a camera it's wild and like 
he can never actually make a coherent point because he's Jordan Peterson and everything he says is just complete. It's just a shit stream. Uh, We love you. No, we don't. No, we really, really don't. Stop trying to tell everybody to be like lobsters, you dipshit. Yeah. He was, everybody was like, oh, he's canceled, but now he has a TV show. See, you don't, like, cancel culture is just currently culturally relevant well it's It's what people like to cry when they face consequences right like it's not yeah like some starbucks worker finally loses it over like their manager being transphobic to them for years and years Mm -hmm. and years and they get fired and it's like nobody's like oh this person got canceled it's like well they should have sucked it up and been grateful for having a job that's real cancel culture because that is something that is where consequences of you standing up for what you believe in impact your livelihood well and not just what you believe in like setting up for yourself for your rights like your own rights like yeah i hope somebody tries to cancel me someday that's how you know you've made it we get hate mail enough enough and that i it makes you it really does make you feel like you've accomplished people hate us so much as a queer, I'm telling you, if you are one of the people, if you are listening to this podcast, looking for ammo to send us hate mail, please just email me directly, kelsey at outloudsanilbert.ca, and I will send you all the ammo you need because that's how we know we've made it. It's because you oh spend God. so much time hating us. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I feel like if we don't cut it, we can be just ranting about this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Do you have any final yeah i would say like nobody were ever list nobody that ever listens to this podcast is all like i wouldn't assume that anybody that's listening to this is the type of person we're talking about right on the off chance that for some reason you are or you've stumbled upon this what i would say (laughs) is that the people that you're trying to piss off spend more time laughing at you than they do being aggravated um yeah and you're you guys are the only ones that are really that mad right so like You know? I will never get over. I mean, so did you ever watch Fight Club? Yes. Love that movie. <laughs> I know, right? Sorry. And all these specifically like cishet guys took the wrong message from it. Like any guy that says Fight Club is his favorite movie, you probably should run. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if he's like, oh yeah, I love Tyler, Dur- Tyler Durden. Yeah. Um, Completely missed the Flakes comes from. That's where Snowflakes well, yeah. comes from right and like people don't realize that and people are like these conservatives are like oh he's lefty snowflakes i'm like you missed the whole point didn't you but but it kind of goes back to that whole they don't actually know what the fuck they're talking Mm -hmm. about and we're laughing at you well and like the whole i love that red pilling came from the matrix which was created by two trans women Mm. oh my god my favorite was when the new Matrix came out and they saw, I don't know which of them was credited, but they saw like a woman's name, Wachowski, and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they like handed it over to their sister. Yeah. It's like, oh boys, I have some news for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this is a fun topic. I feel like we can yeah. talk about this forever because there are so for many sure. things that like the radical rights have ruined. Yeah shit on everything for us yeah we were looking at like examples and kelsey was like who's tucker carlson and i'm like just imagine the most punchable person in like all of humanity um and that's him nice (laughs) i love that i love him um what's your queer joy 
Oh, geez. Uh, Mike Rejoy is, it's our boss man's 50th birthday today, the day that we're recording. Today is Monday, January 23rd. Um, Terrence of Arabia, that is not his name, but that is what I call him, um, turned 50 today. Yeah. And we love him. Um, big shout out to him. He heals all of our inner dad trauma, yeah. which also actually goes along with my real queer joy, um, which is I finally removed my dad's side of the family there's been this really weird dynamic going on recently on my instagram yeah where i've been trying for the past few years to reconnect with my siblings that are from my dad's new and improved family um it has not been going very well and it's been extremely one-sided so a lot of me reaching out and nobody reaching out back um so i had followed them for all for years on instagram they have all hit the ages where they are in their 20s now, and they have decided that I don't even deserve a follow back, let alone a congratulations on my engagement. So I have officially gone no contact with my dad's side of the family as of Saturday. It's the whole freaking thing. And it killed me, honestly. I was like, oh, wow, cool. So like the siblings that I have made every decision in my life for, like to yeah. protect who they were as kids, yeah. don't give a shit. And I realized that, you know, it's really crappy sometimes toxic parents create toxic kids yeah so that was my crow joy i felt very empowered i was like good for me for stop not watching and hurting every single time i open my instagram anymore i'm not gonna watch them live their lives happily when they have literally no care in the world that i even exist so we done peace welcome, welcome to the club my friend um <laughs> inspired by becca <laughs> i had an event for christmas yeah um <laughs> So mine, I mean, the Terry one is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we said last time that our friend Stephanie was going to be on the podcast. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, due to some scheduling, that was not this week, as you can tell from us talking. So she's going to be here in two days. And we're going to record like two weeks for the podcast. And it's very exciting. Um, so good. Also, I got to go to my other job's holiday party on mm-hmm. Saturday um, and eat incredibly good food on my boss's dime shout out to shannon yeah good job shannon in hopes that someday i get invited to the holiday party with the good food because we only have three people <laughs> we get quiche i That's mean all we the, get. Quiche, the, microwave, quiche. the microwave quiches are good yeah. um also shout out to buko you're delicious so um yeah so thanks that's for, not a person that's a restaurant that's a restaurant yeah um i didn't realize there were several of them and i was like ordering an uber and i was like wait make sure it's the right one. Oh, could you imagine if you just end up in like edmonton Southside or something so so thanks for joining us for our rant if you want to laugh about this kind of shit uh feel free to message us and we will laugh with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) please send us the things so we were going through things being like what's fun that's gotten canceled and then we were like there's so many we can't think of any so we were like kind of trying to figure them out send us the things that you know that got canceled see this is how you engage with an audience i love that you said that on the recording um thanks for joining us (laughs) be kind to yourself and others we'll see you next week Bye. bye